0: Welcome back to the Encouragement from Women podcast, where we seek to be an encouragement through practical application of scripture. I'm your host, Haley Shoemaker. Today, we are jumping into the topic of marriage, and we're going to be talking to our guest, Robin McCormick. Robin, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you on again, Uh, well, for the first time for our listeners, and um, be able to have this conversation with you. Um, You're a good friend of mine, and I just know that you're going to be such an encouragement to the listeners um, you always have something good to say, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so welcome. Thank you. All right. Uh, so Robin, if we could start off with just introducing who you are to our listeners, uh, to begin with, so they know, um, who they're listening to. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Ray and I, my husband and I met in college in September of 1993 and, uh, God has allowed us to serve him in the ministry ever since then. We, uh, I actually started serving while we were still in college in a church um, locally in town in Pensacola, Florida. And then um, after we graduated, we moved to South Carolina. And God just started putting a huge burden on our hearts for the West. Um, And through an incredible uh, amount of circumstances, God allowed us to move to Arizona in 2000. And um, it's just really neat how God led our paths to this particular church in Marana, Arizona. And Ray was the youth pastor there, and we worked there for a few years. And then as we were working there, Ray started to get um, requests to speak out, and that kind of transitioned us into evangelism. So we, we lived with up to four kids. We started with one and then ended up with four kids in a, in a fifth wheel as we traveled the country and uh, did conferences and that sort of thing, revivals. And um, after that, God started just to put on Ray's heart the, a burden for pastoring. And so we moved to North Carolina. Didn't really know why God was calling us to North Carolina because our hearts had always been in the West. Um, but God had us there for a reason, for a purpose. And so mm-hmm. we served Him there in North Carolina for five years. And um, but our hearts were always still burdened um, for Arizona in particular. So God allowed us in in 2015 to come to Arizona and plant New Life Baptist Church. And it's just been an incredible journey to watch God do a work here in Arizona and Casa Grande as we're at. Um, So Mm -hmm. we have five kids. We have one grandchild. Her name is Aspen. And then they just announced it on Facebook yesterday. So we have another one on the way.
0: Oh, that's so exciting. I saw that just earlier this morning. That's amazing. Yeah,
1: so we're excited about that news.
0: Awesome. All right. So how long have you been in Arizona again at Casa Grande where um, it was a church plant, correct, where you all started um, new life there?
1: Yeah, we started in in 2015. So this is our eighth year. um, Mm -hmm. Celebrated eight years.
0: Awesome. Very good. Uh, So you have been through a lot of different kind of circumstances with your marriage and and working alongside your husband in ministry in a lot of different fields, um, different locations and and with each one i'm sure came its own set of issues and mountains to climb and so if you could share what has been kind of your your piece of advice that maybe you were given or you kind of something that you kind of clung to and became your own as you have journeyed through ministry with your husband in working and partnering with him in marriage what's kind of something that you've kind of held on to
1: so yeah i there's some advice that i received um about 8 years ago and i've also shared it with others. Um, I struggled as is in in my role as a pastor's wife. You know, if you'd have told me in college, if Ray would have told me he was going to be a pastor, I probably would have broken up with him and we would have never gotten married (laughs) because I could never see myself in that role. Um, You know, all the pastor's wives that I'd been under or, you know, that I I guess would have been my, um, the people that I looked up to were, you know, these highly uh, extroverted, Bubbly life of the party kind of people, and that's just not me, that's my husband, (laughs) but that's not how God created me. And so, I really struggled, you know, feeling like I could be adequate as a pastor's wife because I was not, I didn't have that kind of personality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when we came here and launched the church, God sent a precious couple, um, David David and Patty Carrington, he had they had pastored for over 30 years and came and helped us, they actually served in our ran our children's ministry after being a head lead pastor for 30 years. And, um, she really helped me through this and told me that, you know, so many times that we put undue expectations on ourselves or other people have expectations that are not from God. And she was an introvert, Mm -hmm. which I am. And, um, you know, she just really helped me that it was okay to be an introvert and be a pastor's wife. Um, you know, God, she helped me realize that God made me and he enabled me with the exact tools that I needed to help my husband Mm -hmm. and to serve God with him. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean now because I'm an introvert that I can use that as an excuse. Oh, I can never talk to people because (laughs) they wear me out. But so I still have to work at that. And I still, I don't have a problem talking to people, Yeah. but I just have been able to recognize my limitations and how God um, made me. You know, there's Mm -hmm. areas that I excel in that Ray doesn't. And so we balance each other um, and our ability to reach others for him. Yeah. So that's probably the the greatest advice to summarize that Mm -hmm. is just to be who God created you to be. Mm -hmm. And don't feel like you have to meet um, the expectations of others that you don't have to be someone that God didn't
0: create you to be. Right. Right. The the role of pastor's wife isn't an exact mold that you have to fit yourself into. I mean, it's, if it's everyone needs different types of people even. And so you're able to communicate with and reach people that maybe might not necessarily connect with someone that's a different personality. So absolutely exactly who God called you to be and and where God called you to be, which is an amazing um, partnership between you and your husband. Because as you were saying, right is He is the bubbly one, but (laughs) such a good pair between the two. You can both fulfill roles in different ways. Uh, So if you can share a little bit, we've kind of touched on um, how you and your husband have partnered together. How has God worked in your own marriage to make you better partners through ministry?
1: So I kind of alluded to this, but Ray is the extrovert. I'm the introvert. So um, we did a Personality test of years ago, 16personalities.com was the website we used. And um, according to that website, we are one, we're polar opposites. He's 97% extroverted. I'm 97% introverted.
0: Oh,
1: and wow. if you look at the descriptions of our personalities, we should not be compatible. You know, there's like these work relationships who you shouldn't work with. Yeah. <laughs> and we are two that should oh not my. work together. <laughs> but God, in His sovereignty, decided to put us together. Um, you know, uh, he knew exactly what both of us needed for this ministry, you know, to work together as parents and, and everything that God's called us to do. And we've grown through these differences to become the team um, that he designed us to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that ch- the church plant um, has helped us. Uh, your question was how, how has God worked to make you better partners in the ministry? Because in North Carolina, we went to an established church So things were kind of set set in motion, but here, you know, we were the ones leading the way and, and, and coming up with everything and our, um, you know, differences just combined to help us, um, you know, do what God had called us to do in this church, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's the visionary. We probably would have never planted a church if it was up to me, <laughs> but because he's that visionary that has a new idea every minute, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, he sees the big picture and where he wants to go, but God's given me the ability to be uh, the detail-oriented person that can put those visions together and get him from point A to point B.
0: Right.
1: You know, when we first got married so this is how God's grown us. Um, He would have this idea and I would just pretty much look at him and say, that is crazy. (laughs) There is no way that will work, you know, but over time. And I really, his dad taught me a lot because I would watch his dad interact with him and his dad would just ask him questions. Um, And so that kind of helped me learn how to um, relate to him and understand him by just asking questions and helping him think through these visions. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. honestly, God has allowed us to do some great things that without his vision, We would have never done. Mm -hmm. And the same thing, another way that God has grown us is He has learned, Ray has learned to listen to me and value my opinion. Um, You know, it's a balance of ministering to people. You know, I have some discernment and insight sometimes Mm -hmm. that He doesn't have, but He has the people skills often Mm -hmm. that I don't have. And so God's just really grown us. We've been married for 26 years now, and um, just watching Him work through us and in us, and it's still a work in progress. Um, But God has definitely you know grown us in mm-hmm. our
0: marriage. Awesome. I love that you're talking about how you're really polar opposites and in the world's mind you might not be considered compatible and work together, but in God's mind he can take things that are so opposite and and blend them beautifully just as you were talking about how fulfilling those different roles that each one would need each other and that's an amazing picture of what marriage is intended to be. Um You've talked a little bit about how, in the last eight years, with your church plant and how that's been um really good for your marriage and you've grown a lot through that process of having to uh, start everything from the ground up really and and all of those types of things that you wouldn't have to encounter when you are in an established church uh, what has God been teaching you recently about marriage even in in just your own uh study of of god's word and and developing um lessons or, or any type of ministering to others? What has he been teaching you and, and different revelations that have come to mind recently?
1: You know, two things really come to my mind. Uh, the first is we, Ray and I spoke at a marriage retreat in Montana uh, just a few weeks ago. And the theme that they gave us was different by design. Um, you know, even though we knew, we recognized that we were different. We learned to to work together. It just really helped us personally in our marriage. It was almost like a revival for our marriage, as we were able to dive into our differences mm. and see that synergy that was created um, when we worked together. Um, you know, we've again we've learned to work together, but just the time we spent analyzing everything and figuring out what made our marriage work despite our differences. Um, it just concreted in our mind, helped us see God's plan for putting us together. Um, and then the second thing is, as I thought of, as you asked that is we're in a changing season of life right now. Um, we have five kids and, um, our oldest son just told us that he's moving to Alaska. And so he's going to be moving mm-hmm. away. And then, um, my second son is already a student in, in college and my daughter, uh, my third child would be leaving to go. There as well in the fall. So we're going to be down to only two kids. So it's a changing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just a changing season of life. And I'm thankful that um, we've learned to invest in each other and invest in our relationship. You know, so life obviously has been about our kids. Um, I homeschooled the kids. You know, we've done ministry together. But at the same time, Ray and I've kept our marriage a priority. And I think that's becoming mm-hmm. even um, more profound as I'm thankful that we've done that. Mm-hmm. And um, just we've been encouraged to continue to do that, to, to take those date nights and spend time just communicating with each other about, um, you know, things that we're doing. Our children usually end up being the top of the conversation <laughs> or the church, but just to invest in our relationship. So I think God's really been um, teaching us that lately.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Then if you could tell us, if looking back, you've talked a lot about more so where you're at now. If you could look back to when you were newlywed, what's something you would tell your newlywed self?
1: <laughs> That's a tough one.
0: <laughs>
1: I think as kind of the theme of this conversation has been it's to embrace the different ways that God created us. Um, I think at the onset mm-hmm. of our marriage, um, our first couple of years were were rough. You know, just learning to live with each other because of our extreme differences. Um, I think if I could now go back and tell that 23 year old self, (laughs) don't try to change him, you know, or tell him, don't try Mm -hmm. to change me because we've learned to embrace our differences and, um, learning to work together instead of trying to change each other and just praying and seeking God's Mm -hmm. face to help, you know, each of us do that.
0: I wanted to know then if we are thinking about marriages, especially we're kind of hitting on couples that are doing ministry together, uh, sometimes doing ministry together can be really taxing on the marital relationship uh, because it is a fine balance between serving and giving of yourself constantly and being available for others and just being in that role you know, uh, even in unexpected times when you get a phone call at, at night and you're needed and, you know, those types of things, which can really just kind of pull you away from your relationship, that time together. Uh, what would be your your encouragement for those those couples that are trying to find that balance and and how to find that balance of, um, you don't want to, you know, just tell people no constantly. You want to be there. That's, that's what you're there for is to serve. But how do you find that balance to make sure that you, as you were talking about earlier, investing in your marriage now when you're, when you're young, and then as you go through those different phases of life, and, and even personally, you were talking a little bit about taking those date nights, what are some practical ways to make sure that you're investing in your marriage and to make sure you're maintaining that relationship? So to summarize, what would be your word of encouragement for a couple that's struggling to find the balance between ministry and marriage?
1: I think the the most important way that we have found that balance is one, the first thing that comes to mind is to recognize that there's busy seasons. And I think knowing that like our October is going to be crazy busy, you know, we've got a lot on the calendar mm-hmm. church-wise, but looking forward to December and the holidays and being able to, for us, we don't have family that lives out here. So that's can be a downtime for us. You know, right now we've just, um, coming into the summer, uh, this, we just moved into a new building. Um, and so it's been, it's almost been the level of, um, busyness as it was when we first launched the church, just getting everything ready to move into. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can look forward to knowing that there's a downtime coming. So I think mentally that helps me get through it. Um, the other thing is to recognize that someone always needs something, you know, and if you don't just, uh, take a day off, you know, and, and let people know, you know, this is my day off, you know, no, I'm not reachable. Um, you know, obviously if there's a, an emergency you're available, but just to teach people that mm-hmm. this is our time because people, again, people always need something, you know, if you don't set those boundaries. So I guess to summarize it, it's setting boundaries. Um, and two, so your children know, mm-hmm. like Ray and I do have like one kind of, um, I don't know if you call it policy practice, um, that anytime somebody, anytime one of our children call, it doesn't matter, you know, now if we're in a serious conversation, we won't, but as, as often as we can, we take their calls to let them know that they are priority Ray will mm-hmm. always take my call. Um, you know, and if he doesn't answer, I know it's serious and he can't answer. Sometimes he'll respond just with a text, mm-hmm. you know, I'll get back with you. Um, so we know that we are the most important to each mm-hmm. other.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. And I even noticed uh, just practically in our conversation, talking, texting back and forth, you um, if uh, and we are 3 hours difference and so you're you're 3 hours behind me in uh in the time zones and so i've noticed on your phone you have the notifications where it's silenced during a specific time of the day and so that's one practical way that you can make sure you're not getting that those constant notifications yeah. and you have your time set aside and you're setting those boundaries of when you're when you're on the clock and when you're not
1: <laughs> yeah and when we go on dates you know Um, he, we always have, we haven't always been good at this, (laughs) but one thing we've learned is, you know, again, somebody's always going to need something. And so, you know, when that's our family time at the dinner table, you know, that's our family time. You know, we just don't answer our phones Mm -hmm. um, unless it is our kids or, or something urgent. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a mental thing, too, is just letting each other know you are the most important. You know, you're more mm-hmm. important than whoever is on the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, And yeah. for pastors, that's hard because, mm-hmm. you know, their phones are the main way of communication.
0: Yeah. And help
1: they stay in excellent. touch with their congregation. Uh,
0: perfect, excellent ways to practically put your family and your marriage as priority. And that is something that, as you were mentioning, it is mentally you have to make sure that your priorities are in order of who comes first and and practically putting in some some steps and practically putting in some boundaries to make sure those priorities are backed up um, with your actions. And so uh, some some great encouragement there, Um, thinking through with ministry wives and from your perspective as being an introvert, um, can you share some of the things that you've found um, like you were talking about how the ministry uh, pastors' wives that you had kind of come in contact were, with were uh, the bubbly, outgoing personalities, and and just constantly talking to people, which I I too have have come in contact with those personalities, fulfilling that role and doing amazing at it. Um, but I, I too, podcasting is a perfect platform for me because I, too, am an introvert. I like my one-on-one conversations. I don't do big crowds. And so um, thinking through that, through that personality, what are some things that you have found where you can thrive in ministry and where God has gifted you in a specific way to help ministry and do ministry in, in the gifts that he's given you?
1: I'm going to list these. Mm-hmm. I'm good at 101. So discipleship is easy for me, Mm -hmm. you know, to take someone, people that are thriving and growing, you know, they just give me energy. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm when I'm teaching a baby in Christ or even a more mature Christian and I see them growing, that gives me energy and I can do that, Mm -hmm. you know. I'm not as good. And I, and I've, again, I've worked at it. We were in evangelism for five years, so I had to talk to people, you know, but also I realized my limitations, you know, we have two services and connection groups or Sunday school in between, you know, so I'm with people for solid, you know, three or four hours on Sundays. And, you know, I've, I've given myself permission. It's okay to go home, you know, at the end, if, if my husband doesn't need me or if there's someone I need to meet or talk to I'll stay, but just, I think, giving myself permission to, it's okay to detach for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I like technology. Mm-hmm. And so I do a lot of the background um, work with our media. Um, I do a lot of our graphic design. Um, so, you know, again, I keep, I take care of all the details. Mm-hmm. And I would rather be in the background and take care of things um, going on in that way. And again, Ray does not see details at all. And so that's how we, we fit together so perfectly.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect examples of what gives you energy. I love that you said that because when you're done with something and you walk away from something, it's, it's a good tell um, if you feel energized by it or you feel drained by it. <laughs> and those things where you walk away and you feel energized and you feel alive and you feel the, the joy of ministry. Those are the things that you can kind of capitalize on and like, oh, okay. Okay. Highlight that. Let's let's emphasize that and see what I can do to grow that type of ministry more. And I know for me personally, the the podcast has been something for me with that. With um, when I when I come away from these conversations, I just feel on fire for what the conversation was about and and these individuals that I get to talk to and and how they're growing and what they're doing for God and what God has taught them in their lives, and and it's something where. My husband is like Ray. He's the outgoing. He he's the networker. He loves to talk to people. That is his niche, but it's not mine. And and giving yourself permission, as you were talking about, is so important to to know your limitations. Make sure you get the rest that your body needs, separation and quietness that your body needs, so that when ministry when it is time to do those active ministries, you're ready and you're engaged for it. That I think that's hugely important for. Those individuals that are more on the introverted side. So excellent points yeah. there.
1: Also recognizing the need, like I talked about, if you're going through a business season, season knowing that there's those breaks coming up, mm-hmm. and recognizing that I can't continue to go. I have to withdraw, and and be by myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though I have five kids. <laughs> or, you know, when my kids are little, that wasn't quite as easy. But you know, just to get those times of. Um, solace with God, you know, and spending time with him to, to energize myself, to go back out and meet
0: more people. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. All right. Then if we could jump back to our our thinking of our ministry couples and what would be your final word of encouragement for ladies that are, whether they are in ministry or not, um, partnering with their husband in in life, in doing things? Because a lot of these points that we're talking about can apply to even individuals that are not necessarily in ministry, just practically mm-hmm. the marriage relationship. And so what would be your final word of encouragement for those couples that are trying to find balance, trying to maintain their relationship and trying to, to honor God through it still?
1: Obviously, keeping your relationship with God strong. Right now, always can tell when one or the other is not walking with the Lord. Um, because our relationship suffers. So I think number one is to keep your relationship with God, to make sure that you're spending that time with him and his word and in prayer, um, because that'll make you a better spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then along those lines, pray together. Um, last night before we went to bed, there were a couple of heavy things on our heart, you know, and we just laid in bed and prayed together. And that strengthens our relationship as we pray for our children together, as we pray for friends that are struggling together um and the next would be to communicate often and with that we always tell people and i'm sure you've heard it you know there's a right time there's a right place and there's a right attitude you know if you stew on something all day long while your husband's at work and he walks in and you've been thinking about it it's not probably the right time to just pounce on him <laughs> with all your pent-up and anger but to be able to you know to to control those thoughts And wait until you have the right time when maybe you fixed him a good meal, the children are in bed, you know, just finding that right time and that right place. And then approaching him, like I said, with the right attitude when he walks in and I've been mad at him for five hours (laughs) because of something, I don't even know all the details to, you know, it's probably not going to be the right time to talk to him. Um, uh, So pray together, communicate often, and then spend time together. Like we talked about, embrace your differences, that God's, how God's made you. And allow God to create that synergy that so that you can accomplish great things for him.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. What an excellent conversation. And just reminding us of some of the basics in our relationship with our husbands of, as you were just listing, making sure that God is number one priority, that you're putting him first, because it will absolutely affect the way we are partnering with our husband and the spouse that we are. Um And just some excellent points practically and spiritually. I love that. And so, Robin, thank you so much for coming on. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on and talk to our listeners and share um, some of your experiences.
1: Well, thank you, Heilen.
0: Thank you for listening to today's show. If you would like to connect with any of the EFW platforms or with Robin, be sure to check out the show notes for those links. You will also find the links to different EFW materials. We have several 30-day devotionals and a six-week Bible study to help you stay encouraged in your walk with the Lord. So I hope you will check those out. Tune in again in two weeks for our next episode where I will be talking to Alana Brown, one of our Bible study authors. Alana and I will be tackling the growing trend of gentle parenting and how it relates to biblical parenting. I'm Haley Shoemaker, and this is Encouragement from Women.